The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 56. I wanted to talk to you briefly today about uh, a bit of a change of name for the podcast. Um, I decided I wanted to um, to include a bit more about anxiety. I'm still going to be looking at OCD a lot and focusing in on that. But also, um, I wanted to look at many other uh, types of anxiety problems. And so I decided it would be good to, to change the name to include lots of other uh, problems, not just to focus solely on OCD. And so with that in mind... Um, as of the next podcast, I'm going to be using the name uh, The Power Podcast, um, choosing clarity over anxiety. And the reason I'm, I'm using this name is because, in my opinion, what happens when we experience things like OCD and intense anxiety is that we lose that sense of power. If you've been listening to this podcast uh, for a while, you've probably heard, probably heard me talk about this a lot. You know, OCD is is such a hard thing to deal with. And what tends to happen is that we really feel like we are being pushed around by the anxiety and by the OCD, like we don't have a choice over what to do. And, you know, nothing could actually be further from the truth. We always do have that power to be able to choose what we want to do, where we're going to put our focus. And, um, you know, it's really important to remember that because when you can build that sense of power again, that's when you start to to get much better from uh, things like OCD and anxiety. So with that in mind, I wanted the name of the podcast to, to reflect that. And I really feel like the power podcast is obviously, uh, you know, reflecting this idea of personal power that you can definitely build uh, by, you know, applying lots of the skills that we talk about in this podcast. And also, you know, including anxiety in the title, it gives us a slightly broader spectrum of things to be able to discuss. So, so yeah, that's the plan moving forward with that. Now, if you are looking for help with OCD and anxiety, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. There you'll find loads of resources and uh, you can also sign up for my newsletter there. I send out a monthly newsletter with, you know, some resources and tips and ideas for things to help you to manage anxiety and OCD in a in a better way. The Power Podcast, coming soon to a town near you. And anyway, on with uh, today's show. Now, the focus of today's uh, podcast is exercise and anxiety. And this is a huge one. Certainly for me, when I was really, really struggling, exercise uh, was one of the only uh, tools that I really had that did make a big, big difference to how I to how I felt. And, you know, even today, I tend to use exercise like a prescription. You know, it really does help me to to feel good, um, you know, to to overcome any kind of uh, lingering anxiety I might be having about something. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's my go to uh, weapon 
uh, to deal with uh, anxiety and OCD. So it's a really uh, important thing to to know a bit more about, about how you can use exercise in a positive way to to give you back some control over your anxiety. We'll be looking at some of the science uh, behind exercise and uh, how that really helps with anxiety. And uh, we'll be looking at some other stuff as well. So I really do hope you find it helpful. As always, um, if you have any questions, do please let me know. And if you do find this podcast helpful, it would be amazing if you could subscribe. Um, It really does help with, you know, getting the message out there about anxiety. And uh, that would be amazing. Many thanks and I hope you enjoy. In the article, What to Know About Exercise and Where to Begin, Adam Fellman reports that Exercise is a simple solution with a big impact and involves engaging in physical activity and increasing the heart rate beyond resting levels. It is an important part of preserving physical and mental health. By bringing the heart rate up above its resting level, you give your whole body a healthy workout, and this affects your body in numerous ways. The article uh, entitled What Happens to My Body When I Exercise from Science Focus explains that Exercise diverts blood from your liver and digestive system to your skeletal muscles. Hormones tell the body to convert fat into glucose, reduce the pain you feel, and improve your mood. So already straight away, we can see that exercise really does have a big impact on how we feel. Um, And it seems that this improvement in mood um, explains why so many people, myself included, use exercise uh, for anxiety. When we exercise, we produce a lot of feel-good hormones in the brain, and this makes a huge difference to well-being. In the Psychology Today article, How Your Mental Health Reaps the Benefits of Exercise, Sarah Gingal, PhD, argues that exercise is well known to stimulate the body to produce endorphins and enkethalines. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, The body's natural feel-good hormones, which can make problems seem more manageable. The brain even produces more serotonin when we exercise, the neurotransmitters that are targeted by antidepressants. So with this in mind, many argue that exercise is at least as effective as pharmaceutical methods for relieving depression and anxiety. That certainly doesn't mean that you should stop taking your uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Obviously, if you are, you know, if you have a prescription from your doctor and you're on medication and you're finding that helpful, um, you know, you should definitely carry on with that. In fact, it's very important that you do. Um, However, you know, for some people, they do find that, um, you know, exercise does really help them. And and some people do use exercise, uh, you know, instead of using uh, pharmaceutical drugs to help them with their anxiety and depression. Um, an article by the Anxiety and Depression, um, Depression Association of America found that, according to some studies, regular exercise works as well as medication for some people to reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression, and the effects can be long-lasting. One vigorous exercise session can help alleviate symptoms for hours, and a regular schedule may significantly, uh, significantly reduce them over time. So, Are feel-good hormones the only reason for this improvement in symptoms of anxiety? Or is there more going on than it first seems? Gingell believes there is, in fact, a lot more going on. Firstly, 
more oxygen uh, rich blood is being delivered to the brain and the connections within the brain start to improve. Secondly, she thinks that the hippocampus, an area of the brain very important to mental health, has more neurogenesis when we exercise. She states that the evidence suggests that the hippocampus is an extremely important part of the brain in regard to mental health. Studies involving other animals have demonstrated convincingly that exercise leads to neurogenesis, the creation of new neurons, um, neurons in the hippocampus, and recent experiments seem to indicate that this is also true in humans. Evidence is building that a lack of neurogenesis in the hippocampus leads to mental health problems, and there seems to be a surprising link to antidepressants. Scientists typically believe that most antidepressants work through their effects on the serotonin system, and perhaps this is true. However, science is now showing that they also affect the hippocampus region by increasing the amount of neurogenesis. Gingol says that, interestingly, many antidepressants that were once thought to work uh, through their effects on the, neuro- on the uh, serotonin system are now known to increase neurogenesis in the hippocampus. The benefits of exercise are as follows. Better sleep, increased interest in sex, more endurance, better stress management, improvement in mood, higher levels of energy and stamina, reduced tiredness, which can lead to more mental alertness, weight control, and reduced cholesterol and improved cardiovascular fitness. So how has exercise helped me obviously you know we can read all these articles and we can find out the data and the information but sometimes it's just good to know you know uh, someone's anecdotal kind of story of you know how exercise has actually helped them and certainly I'm one of those people and you know I've also spoken and worked with many people who have found exercise to be incredibly helpful uh, for their mental health so Over the years, exercise has been um, the one thing that I've consistently turned to to make myself feel better. In fact, when I look back at the times in my life when depression and anxiety were ruling the roost, more often than not, I was spending too much time uh, sat on my bum and uh, not bothering to take much exercise. And I remember a time when I was studying at university and I became, you know, particularly unhealthy. I was out, uh, you know, kind of uh, living the student lifestyle, you know, maybe drinking a little bit too much alcohol on occasion. And uh, we would often, you know, we would often kind of hang out and, uh, you know, stay up really late. It was a really unhealthy time eating bad food. I'd wake up in the morning sometimes with a bit of a hangover and I'd drink a coffee and slide off to my lectures, you know, with the intention of... uh, getting back to bed as soon as I could. And this this kind of lifestyle is obviously uh, not great. Now, this obviously may not be you. You may be um, struggling with, uh, you know, anxiety at work right now, or you may be, you know, you're not a student, so you're not living the student lifestyle. Um, but, you know, we all fall into these bad habits sometimes where we're not living uh, as, he- as healthy, in-, in such a healthy way as we perhaps could be. And so we can start to to uh, have problems, you know, we can start to feel more anxiety, we can start to feel more depressed. Now for me, back at uh, that time at university, you know, health in general took second place to, to my student life. And um, 
I kind of had this ridiculous notion that I could do anything I liked to my body, believing that because I was young, I'd be okay. And uh, I guess most of all, I just wanted to to fit in. And, uh, you know, if everyone else was kind of leading this kind of unhealthy lifestyle, then, you know, like I, I could do that too. And I didn't seem to think that there would be, you know, too many consequences uh, for this. But of course, you know, my anxiety at that time began to go through the roof. You know, I'd sit in lecture halls feeling on the verge of a panic attack and wanting the, wanting the floor to, to swallow me up. And sometimes my social anxiety was so bad that I couldn't even communicate with my, my friends without feeling terrified. And, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but this intense anxiety was, you know, in part being caused by, by OCD and my, my lifestyle cho- choices had been making it a lot, lot worse. So something had to change or I was going to be, you know, in trouble of not passing my my university course because, you know, I was finding it hard to focus in lectures. Um, I wasn't studying as hard. I, I found it difficult to go to the library and, and research books because I was feeling the social anxiety all the time. Any time I went into into a public place like that and I, you know, I was so scared that I would have a panic attack. When you really feel when you really uh, fear panic and, you know, losing control, your world becomes a lot smaller. You stop doing the important things in life because all you can think about is how terrible it would be if you had a panic attack or if you lost control in a certain situation. And so you stop doing the important things. So what did I do? Well, I decided to cut right back on the partying for, for a little while and I started to hit the gym on a regular basis. I started to go running on a regular basis and, you know, the difference was immediate, more or less, and immense. Now, whilst obviously my OCD was not cured and, uh, you know, it's it's if you hear um, anybody telling you, hey, you can cure your, your anxiety or your OCD just by doing this, you know, and doing lots of exercise or just doing mindfulness and just doing meditation, you know, it's not just one thing that, that solves these problems. It's a combination of things, you know, changing lots of lifestyle factors and, you know, really working specifically on the type of anxiety you're suffering with, you know, with, with cognitive behavioral strategies that are going to make a big difference. But, you know, just doing exercise alone, it did have a massive impact on, on how I felt in general. I found I could concentrate better and find the right words for what I wanted to say in my essays. Perhaps best of all um, was a simple sense of normality and whilst I still felt anxious, I was able to get through classes without feeling like the world was about to come crashing down around me. And whilst not all of these effects can be attributed to exercise alone, um, you know, my carefree attitude to, to alcohol consumption was clearly having a negative impact. Um, you know, you can check out a previous podcast I did um, about alcohol, but exercise did seem to be playing an important role. And uh, as discussed in the science above, there are many reasons for why this is so. Um, if I hadn't have made the decision to change my lifestyle back then and to start using exercise for, for anxiety, then perhaps I could still be stuck now. Um, and as it is, since then, I've kept up with regular, you know, with regular exercise and I found it to be, you know, an invaluable tool. Um, the days when I'm really struggling because, you know, anxiety 
is a part of us and there are days where you get tired you know you've been having a hard week and maybe you know there's things going on in your relationship or whatever a difficulty with, with a friend and you get tired you get wound wound up with things and um, you know you can then struggle with anxiety more than you would do and on those days for me if I go for a run that's like an act of self-compassion it's an act of self-care and when I come back I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a much better place to be able to see things from an objective standpoint and be able to make, you know, much better decisions and just to feel a lot more clarity uh, about, about everything. Um, just a quick disclaimer, it's really important to remember that if you are not um, regularly exercising and are just starting out, then you would be well advised to seek out the advice of a doctor before beginning. And if you get the green light, then start off slow. Perhaps consider finding a coach to help you develop a fitness plan. Um, you know, feel free to drop me an email if you want to find out more about how you can start off your, your fitness regime. Um, you know, first off, what is the right amount of exercise to start feeling all of the benefits we, we've discussed? Well, it's probably less than you may think. How much you do depends on your age, your health, fitness, and the amount of free time you have. And obviously, if you don't currently do much exercise, uh, you should start off slow. Don't overdo it. Uh, a walk in the park a few times a week or a gentle jog is enough to get you going. And as you start to get more fit, you can begin to include more vigorous uh, aerobic activities. Um, time magazine, in its article, Exercise is Good for Mental Health, but only up to a point, uh, state that in the US, federal uh, physical activity guidelines recommend 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity or 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity per week, plus twice weekly strength training sessions to reap the health benefits of exercise. I think this is very good advice and, you know, we, we would be wise to, to take heed of it. Um, a study of 1.2 million people from the US published in Lancet Psychiatry found that people who exercise three or four times a week actually felt better than people who exercised five or six times a week. So again, you know, sometimes less is better than more. Um, it also seemed to indicate that the best amount of time to train uh, for was 45 minutes rather than than the marathon two to three hour training sessions that extremely fit people like to do. Uh, Time reports that together, these results led the researchers to conclude that exercising with two, um, sorry, exercising for two to six hours a week may be the sweet spot for mental health. Whilst if like me, you love sports and are, um, are training for something specific, you may be doing a lot more than this and that's fine. But if you're looking for um, some exercise that is going to help you to deal with your anxiety in a positive way, then I would definitely recommend sticking to those guidelines of, you know, two to six hours a week. And it's important to keep in mind that um, more than this could end up actually having a uh, detrimental effect on, on how you feel. So what are the best activities to do? Well, just about any kind of physical activity can be good for your mental health. The previously mentioned researchers um, state that certain types of exercise were associated with slightly more mental health benefits than others. Uh, team sports led the pack with a 22.3% reduction in mental health burden, followed by cycling 21.6% and aerobic gym exercises 20.1%. 
all of these sports are aerobic, and, and this is an important factor, but it seems that team sports are the best for re- reducing anxiety. And this isn't all that uh, surprising, as team sports encourage social connection and decrease social isolation, which are important indicators of mental well-being. Now, it's really important uh, to state here, obviously right now for many of you, uh, exercise may be more difficult um, than it has been in the past. And if you can, though, I do really recommend trying to get outside because there are a lot of, you know, a lot of great health benefits to, to, be, uh, to be gained from just being outdoors, you know, from being in the fresh air and, uh, you know, experiencing the weather, whatever the weather is where you live and, and having that kind of connection with nature, getting yourself out there. It really, really is, uh, you know, a real boost for how you feel. However, if you can't do that right now, just doing some kind of exercise at home is also going to be very beneficial. Aerobic exercise in any form is really good for you and is very helpful for anxiety. So, you know, even if you're just doing a YouTube workout or the other thing I wanted to mention quickly is uh, VR is becoming ever more popular and there is a growing number of um, fitness applications for the uh, VR headsets. For, exa- for example, I think um, Facebook, whether you like Facebook or not, they have um, something called uh, an Oculus Quest, which is a headset that you can wear where you can do uh, virtual reality um, uh, sports. And for many people, many people have found that actually this is a really helpful way of exercising right now during lockdown. So just something to perhaps bear in mind. And um, just to finish off then, perhaps one of the most important parts of exercise um, is how much of a a boost it can give your confidence. You know, when you train on a regular basis and you get that feeling that you can, you, you know, you can do this, that you can do just about anything that you want as long as you're willing to put in the effort, that really does grow, you know, self-confidence. Mountain biking, uh, for example, for me, is something that I do on a regular basis. And when I do go, you know, uh, you know, kind of twice or three times a week, I really do notice that my skill levels going up, my strength and stamina are improving. And this gives me a real boost that makes me feel good about myself. And, you know, so if you're looking for something to, to boost your confidence, getting onto a fitness regime and sticking with it and really paying attention, recording, recording the information, you know, if you have a smartwatch, you know, seeing what your times are and seeing those times coming down um, over time, that is a great feeling and it will boost that feeling of confidence that you have in yourself. Okay, guys, that's it. Um, I think this is a really important one. You know, we really, really uh, can't get away from the fact that exercise is incredibly, incredibly helpful for anxiety. So if you have any questions about any of this at all, uh, do please get in touch. Remember, if you are going to start an exercise regime to speak to your doctor first. And uh, I hope you found that helpful today. Many thanks, guys. Please remember, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free consultation uh, with me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and uh, send me a message and we, we can sort that out. And if you like, you can also follow me on Instagram uh, at robertjamescoachinguk. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. 
any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.